Hello everyone. Today we have Professor Parag Patel with us. Currently, he is the Associate Dean of Undergraduate Programs of Amrit Modi School of Management at Ahmedabad University. He has a degree of MPhil in Accountancy, PhD in Equity Investment Decisions from Gujarat University, and Faculty Development Program in Entrepreneurship, Creativity, Business Innovation, and Ethics in International Business from the University of Cambridge, UK. Apart from academics. and education management professor parag has a deep interest in the capital markets in general and equities in particular he has been featured in 80 plus live tv shows as a market expert on various national channels we will be having a short conversation with him about the stock market welcome professor it's a pleasure to have you on the radio thank you very much so sir stock market has been the stock talk of the town especially after nifty and sensex hits new all time high for india's stock market index so i wanted to ask you according to you how covid has changed the dynamics of the market <clears throat> see markets are uh, really uh, broad in nature and they comprise of uh, whole economy you know whether it is manufacturing services uh, agriculture so stock markets uh, are the fair representation of the entire economy uh, as a whole so if you look at nifty you have 50 uh, companies in the in the benchmark index and if you look at sensex we have 30 companies in the benchmark index and it keeps changing from time to time so you know the index kind of ensures Uh, that all the important sectors of the economy are uh, have a representation in there and hence uh, sensex or nifty which are considered as the benchmark indices uh, tell you the i mean um, convey the right picture um uh, covid has definitely affected uh, uh, economies globally and locally um you know it since lockdown many industries changed forever uh, the pace of disruptions increased to a great extent you know whatever was happening silently and slowly uh, started happening ferociously okay if you look at the number of downloads uh, for digital payments if you look at the number of downloads for traditional banking apps if you look at the number of downloads for this e-tail platforms if you look at other uh, things that can be done uh, through through the internet or online uh, suddenly accelerated to a great extent uh, but at the same time uh, it resulted in in death of several in, uh, several small businesses several large businesses as well you know it has impacted uh, hotel booking forever it has impacted uh, banking forever it has impacted education forever and and you see the rise of byju's and the khan academies of the world like never before you know i i would have uh, never imagined so many people exploring coursera for the first time just in one year so i mean we can go on and on uh, but uh, these sectors did um i mean this covid did if have a positive effect or impact on many industries you know because of the uh, of the 
say clipping of movement uh, within the country and cross border uh, many businesses were impacted forever you know there was a great deal of in import substitution um, because the you know the manufacturing processes were disrupted in some countries more than um, other and therefore there was a fast or accelerated import substitution so companies and sectors um, uh, within i mean companies in particular sectors uh, like chemical and few others benefited tremendously um, even within india uh, those companies who were heavily dependent on 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 raw material uh, uh, imported raw material could not produce as much as they could usually so there were huge um, impacts both good and bad uh, because of the covid on the markets and uh, many companies benefited while some suffered a lot and some have no future so i i must say in one line that covid had a deep impact uh, on the stock markets and you know whether you are a retail investor or you are a fund manager or a passive investor or an active investor or just a business student uh, there's a lot to learn from the year gone by thank you sir it was very engaging so so my next question is since you have said that so many industries has been has got affected by the covid so what do you think would be the reason for all time high stock market even during the pandemic um <clears throat> see markets uh, are usually the reflection of the future okay we have a habit of looking at the earnings of the trailing 12 months uh debts repaid in the trailing 12 months or maybe last 5 years but after having a look at the past and maybe the current year uh we usually try to predict the future or we usually try to apply the findings from the past to what will happen in the future so um, yes the economy or few companies or markets on the ground may be not as good as uh, they used to be in 2020 because of the pandemic you know our gdp has shrunk and it makes us wonder that why uh, why are we seeing the new levels every day you know you would have heard at least 20 times in 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 last 6 months that market hits a all time high market hits a historic high um and newer and newer stocks making it to the 52 week high uh so you can attribute it to few reasons uh, which are in no particular order uh, like a sea of liquidity around us you know what do uh, central banks do uh, when they sense uh, lack of demand when they anticipate uh, opposite of inflation uh, they pump in lot of money so they try to bring the interest level to zero interest rates to zero if they are already at zero they try to retain it at zero they print a lot of money they infuse uh, economic stimulus into the economies uh, they spend and overspend money to revive demand and this sea of liquidity uh, ultimately goes and gets parked somewhere 
So money printed in US uh, doesn't remain in US alone. So US, the returns are zero. The bond yields are lower than ever before. So what will happen? The money will go where the returns are. So it will flow to the emerging economies. Now, when they come to emerging economies like India, uh, the markets are very small. You know, if you just uh, do a sum total of the top three or four tech companies in the U.S., uh, they, the market capitalization is greater than India as a whole. So Reliance plus Tata plus Birla plus Adani um, is smaller than Apple plus Google. So uh, when lots of money flows into the country, uh, the prices are bound to go up. Uh, it is because of the quantitative easing, uh, which is nothing but printing of money and putting lots of money in the hands of the people and investors. And um, in, in, in deeply connected world, uh, the money will flow where the return is. So if you see, I can give you so many names, you know, like HDFC Life, Adani Green, Berger Paints, Asian Paints, 3M, um, Jubilant Foodworks. You know, these all stocks have PE ratios in triple digits. Means you are uh, paying 100 times uh, the price compared to the annual earnings. It is unusual. I have never seen these levels in, in my life, active life of stock, active 30 years active life in the stock market. So um, uh, it's not the performance. It's not the pandemic. Uh, all that you are seeing today, the new levels, the higher levels every day is only and only because of liquidity. Uh, look at India. You know, in spite of the pandemic, um, just through the systematic investment plans, on an average, 8,000 crore rupees a month of inflows happened in India. So you're talking about 1 lakh crores of new money invested in the markets in spite or despite of the pandemic. There's a massive change that has happened. You know, uh, the way people used to treat their uh, monthly uh, installments of home loans you know, with a great degree of seriousness and, you know, anyhow they would ensure that that EMI gets paid. With the same level of seriousness, uh, now the new investors are treating the um, SIPs. So, you know, SIP could be, uh, systematic investment plan could be as low as uh, 500 rupees or as high as 5 lakh rupees a month. But they are getting a very, very serious treatment. You know, everybody plans to meet their SIP commitment seriously. And that's why in spite of the pandemic, you saw an inflow of one lakh crore rupees. And because of that, so local liquidity, global liquidity, um, no returns in the developed world, high returns in the emerging markets, uh, the world is more ready uh, than ever to take risk and get returns. Uh, and I think these are the reasons which can be attributed to higher and higher levels of the market. But I must agree or I must uh, confess uh, that I feel the market is really overheated. And I have cut my exposure to the markets uh, to the tune of 50% in the last one month. So, sir, since you have said 
that on a daily basis we are listening that the stock market has hit a new high so this trend will continue further or is it a celebration before the storm um <clears throat> see i don't see um, uh, the reasons changing in the near future okay i don't think uh, that the quantitative easing will stop as in the printing of money and 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 stimulus packages across the world will stop soon and uh, you know if you if you listen to the last announcement from the newly elected biden uh, he just said that they are going to pump in 1.9 trillion dollars into the us economy to as a as a first stimulus after being in that oval office so um, many i mean the economists are divided you know some of them feel that this low inflation regime is here to stay uh, because of the aging population and and changing demographics as a world you know in india the story is different but if you look at the world population um, you know more and more people um, go into inactive zone uh, or inactive territory they are not going to make money or produce things and less and less people um, uh, are remaining in the earning bracket uh, so many economists believe that we will be in a low inflation low growth trajectory for a couple of decades um, whereas the others believe that this low inflation is not here to stay and uh, the sea of liquidity or the music as we call it will stop sooner than later so everything depends on how long this music goes okay if if the if the quantitative easing gets converted into uh, uh, into tapering wherein you know uh, the central banks the two large central banks say that okay now we have to raise the interest rates then all the money which flew to the emerging economies will go back to the safe havens like us and and others and therefore there will be a reversal of the of the market uh, indices and and the price stock prices so but in the near future it may not happen instantly uh, if you learn from the uh, taper tantrums of 2013 um uh, where you know suddenly the central banks announced a reversal of policy and they say okay no more quantitative easing and we will stop printing money and and up the interest rates you know uh, there was a huge flight of capital from emerging economies going back to to the developed world and 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 the stock markets really rocked at that time and that's when you know the indian rupee got diluted by 10 15 rupees over a base of 15 so 55 went to 70 very very soon so that kind of possibility cannot be ruled out but i hope the banks learn from the past experiences and and give a longer notice and allow it to happen gradually so that no shocks are passed to the markets so i hope the music goes on uh, but my gut feel is it's not going to go on for too long So, uh, so currently, investors are investing more in primary market through IPO. We have seen uh, uh, so many IPOs which have been oversubscribed ten, twenty times. Mm. So, so rather than uh, so, people are investing more in IPO rather than secondary market. So, what are your views about the same? Um, 
See, I think um, it's more of a perception than a reality. Uh, I'll give you numbers to back my response. Um, you know, if my memory is right, we got about 15 or 16 IPOs in the entire calendar year 2020. And the sum total of the capital raised was around 25,000 crores. Um, and I just mentioned, uh, you know, the immediate comparison can be done with the SIP inflows, which is about 8,000 crores a month, um, uh, totaling to about one, a little over 1 lakh crore rupees in one year. So investors have put in four times more money in the secondary markets compared to the primary markets. Um, you know, there were two blockbuster IPOs uh, in terms of size. Uh, the one is the SBI credit cards, which did not get premium at the point of listing. But today, you know, all the investors who, who, who stayed back would have made at least 30% on their investments. And the other one was this Burger King. So these two have the largest recall because there are so many, uh, you know, retail customers for both the businesses. Um, having said that, uh, I think uh, more and more new investors are joining the, the markets every year. So in spite of the COVID or in spite of the restrictions because of COVID, uh, India opened 5 million new DMAT accounts. So that's 50 lakh new DMAT accounts in the year 2020, uh, which is higher than uh, the previous years. So uh, it takes the total tally almost to <clears throat> uh, 37 million uh, accounts. So more and more people are joining the, the stock market or equity shares as an asset class in whichever way they can, either through an IPO or through SIP or through direct exposure. And uh, it is only going to increase, you know, because of our demographics. Um, we are a very young country and uh, equities as an asset class um, is now gaining importance um, by every passing month. Uh, financialization of assets is also happening very rapidly. You know, so uh, my grandfather was, he only believed in bullion. My father started believing in, in real estate and I believe in financial assets. You know, so the way the trajectory, I mean, the way um, generations have perceived uh, different assets is constantly changing. And, and it only goes on to say that uh, year on year, we will have more investors uh, coming to the market uh, through any of the channels I just mentioned. So, sir, uh, you have said that 5 million DMIT accounts has been opened by the uh, youngsters. So, according to you, what has motivated them to come to the market, which is risky? See, most Indians believe that uh, your money should work harder than you. Okay, so um, whenever people save money, uh, there is a natural urge to invest it in a way that you get good returns. Um, and I think India, India is a country with a very high degree of wisdom. 
okay very very um, high degree of uh, investment and return sensitivity so you know there'll be if you meet 100 people probably 95 of them will 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 not miss telling that please save money spend your money after you have saved yours okay so there is an investment mindset there is a savings mindset uh, because of uh, you know information um, platforms um, you know the level of information that people have is also very very high if you look at the last five years of market performance that has also been quite decent and all these um, uh, factors just go on to tell us that more and more youngsters will join uh, the equity as an asset class uh, and i think the only purpose uh, or only convincing point in the mind is the return that uh, is expected to be delivered you know the bank rates or deposit rates have really fallen to the tune of 300 basis points or 3% in the last 2 years little over 2 years so 3% in absolute terms is not very high but you know if you look at um, an fd giving you 8% versus an fd giving you 5% per year you are talking about a 40% drop you know so what you used to earn as interest has dropped by 40% and therefore it creates a pressure on the households and the young investors uh, to look out for better returns and at least uh, if you take a long-term view on the markets as in stock markets it does promise a, a much higher return and therefore more and more people especially the youngsters you know um, couples with uh, double income uh, are joining are, are warming up to equity as an asset class and that trend is likely to continue for long periods of time because of our favorable favorable demographics sir we have also seen that the youngsters are more inclined towards intraday rather than you know investing for a long period of time so according to you what set of advice you wanted to give to them for a wise investing <clears throat> see there are three possible ways in which you can uh, be in the market okay first is if you really want to make a career in markets you can become an intermediary as in broker or a wealth manager or a investment advisor and and remain in the market for long periods of time um, second is as an investor that okay you have x amount of investable surplus and you plan things and put a part of it in the market and take a long term view on it so that's that's like investing in equity shares whichever way directly or ipos or sips or mutual funds the third and the and the temporary uh, uh, participation is through trading you know i in my um, so I'm in my mid 40s. Uh, I became active in the stock market at the age of 12. That's when I filled up my first IPO in my mother's name. Uh, I really, you know, those days were physical forms and I had to fill up the form, ensure that there was no mistake. Um, it was a pen and paper form. Then you queue up in the bank with a check and then the allotment will come in the newspaper after two weeks. So that those were the days when I started investing. So in my life, 
uh, active life with investments i have never seen a trader who is in trading for more than 5 years you know i meet a trader very exciting trader today and when we meet him or her after say 5 years the person has changed the business activity and moved to something else so trading may sound exciting uh, it may attract you uh, in young age but um, it's like it's it's too difficult it's too volatile it's too risky it's it's very very inconsistent it affects your life and therefore trading um, mindset is not a good one so i would strongly discourage intraday trading um, for people of any and every age you know scalping is a business wherein you 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 kind of uh, agree to gain out of arbitrage opportunities and and then do huge volumes and earn a very small cut so at the end of the day if you do a trading of or scalping of 100 crores you go home with 0.0001% and still that would be 10000 rupees um so that that also is a very stressful uh, uh, profession scalping is a profession and and there is a huge fatigue and a very early burnout so i think uh, more than intraday trading or any kind of trading uh, i would i would encourage people and and young students to develop a saving and an investment mindset Uh, not only to survive but to thrive in the long run sir i also wanted to know according to you how important for an investor to know about the company in and out rather than taking advice from someone to invest in which stock um <clears throat> i think there is no easy answer to this um but see i'll just uh, Uh, try to build on the analogy of uh, you know a patient visiting a doctor um, see i taught my daughter until she was uh, in grade 7 uh, because i was confident of you know uh, teaching her the concepts of math and other subjects uh, correctly you know if it's a common cough and cold i know what to take and what not to take and i know how to cure it but if i am um, you know if if the fever is not going or if 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 my daughter is in grade 11 and the math that she's learning is quite different from what i learned and when i also don't have adequate time to sit with her every day uh the best is that she does it on her own or she gets help from someone um so mark investment in markets is like that you know so long as uh, you are in control of your decisions take them uh, but it needs uh, uh, attention you can't invest and forget you know uh, the age of the fortune 500 companies is about 14 years so gone are the days where where you buy a share today or a stock today and then give it to your next generation it needs more attention than it used to be in the last century it needs a bit of monitoring it needs a hard review if not every quarter at least once in 6 months uh, you need new knowledge uh, to evaluate the new businesses uh, so if you understand it and if you have the energy and the time to remain up there it will be a great thing to have direct exposure and not depend on anyone if you are uh, a person having small savings then there are many formats in which that money can go into stock market you know it could be sip mutual funds 
if you are a high net invest investor hni high net worth investor then you can have um, you know a, a, a wealth manager you can have a, a portfolio management service uh, so you take their advice and then you also participate in the decisions so there are many ways in which it can work so i don't have a simple answer to this uh, but uh, health and wealth are are very important and both need uh, adequate attention if ignored uh, can lead to a disaster so if you have enough uh, health uh, enough time and 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 uh, if you have enough energy to pay adequate attention do it yourself if not find somebody who you can rely on so sir in the end do you have any advice to the new group of young investors or the students from amdavad university that how they should should invest oh we can have a separate session on that <laughs> Uh, i only have one advice um, and that advice is start early you know it's like um, you know my my father used to repeat this uh, warren buffett's um, uh, quote or 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 a statement that you know rather buying a branded purse a branded wallet of 5000 you better buy a wallet of 500 and put 4500 cash in it you will be happier and feel stronger okay so i think investing uh, at an early age or starting early to invest uh, will really give you an edge you know um, you will sit on bigger wealth uh, you will learn faster and you will be able to build a good portfolio and enjoy the returns for a longer period of time so as as a university student or as a young person i think developing a saving mindset uh, more than the spending mindset is very very critical and if you are able to save uh, in early days uh, it's equally important to invest your savings wisely i would not say that put everything in the stock market but as an asset class in a growing economy i think uh, stock market is a very good one so have some exposure Uh, how much exposure you should have is a matter of discussion and and you know a decision should be very very well informed but uh, not having it at all uh, may may prove to be very costly uh, in the times to come so if you are 20 years old today and if you do not expose yourself to equity i think you will regret when you are 40 years old thank you sir for giving us the insight about the stock market that we we could learn from them so on behalf of the entire radio community i would like to thank you for taking up the time and gracing the students with your knowledge no no it was a sheer pleasure uh, thank you for having me thank you sir